welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Grateful evening, loves. I pray all is well with everyone. And your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all of God's children and all of God's creation. And regardless of all the negative circumstances confronting mankind and the world, there is still some good to be found in all of it. So let not the negativity and darkness affect us too much, distracting us from our own mighty I Am Presence. But let us deal with all that we face, using all of the power of the Spirit of God within us to improve not only our individual lives, but to also make a grander place the world in which we live. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and to each kind of seed he gives its own body. Not all flesh is the same, people have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds another and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies, but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another and the stars another, and star differs from star in splendor. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable, it is raised imperishable, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power, It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man Adam became a living being, the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth, the second man is of heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth, and as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed, in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true, death has been swallowed up in victory. 1 Corinthians 15.35-54 Isis Unveiled Chapter 12 We have shown elsewhere that the secret doctrine does not concede immortality to all men alike. They would never see the sun, if it were not of the nature of the sun, said Plotinus. Only through the highest purity and chastity we shall approach nearer to God, and receive in the contemplation of Him, the true knowledge and insight, writes Porphyry. If the human soul has neglected during its lifetime to receive its illumination from its divine spirit, 
our personal God, then it becomes difficult for the gross and sensual man to survive for a great length of time his physical death. No more than the misshapen monster can live long after its physical birth, and the soul, once that it has become too material, exists after its birth into the spiritual world. The viability of the astral form is so feeble, that the particles cannot cohere firmly when once it is slipped out of the unyielding capsule of the external body. Its particles, gradually obeying the disorganizing attraction of universal space, finally fly asunder beyond the possibility of reaggregation. Upon the occurrence of such a catastrophe the individual ceases to exist, his glorious Augoides has left him. During the intermediary period between his bodily death and the disintegration of the astral form, the latter, bound by magnetic attraction to its ghastly corpse, prowls about, and sucks vitality from susceptible victims. The man having shut out of himself every ray of the divine light, is lost in darkness, and, therefore, clings to the earth and the earthy. No astral soul, even that of a pure, good, and virtuous man, is immortal in the strictest sense, from elements it was formed, to elements it must return. Only, while the soul of the wicked vanishes, and is absorbed without redemption, that of every other person, even moderately pure, simply changes its ethereal particles for still more ethereal ones, and while there remains in it a spark of the divine, the individual man, or rather, his personal ego, cannot die. After death, says Proclus, the soul, the spirit, continueth to linger in the aerial body, astral form, till it is entirely purified from all angry and voluptuous passions, then doth it put off by a second dying the aerial body as it did the earthly one. Whereupon, the ancients say that there is a celestial body always joined with the soul, and which is immortal, luminous, and star-like. H.P. Blavatsky But we will now turn from our digression to further consider the question of reason and instinct. The latter, according to the ancients, proceeded from the divine, the former from purely human. 1. The instinct, is the product of the senses, a sagaciousness shared by the lowest animals, even those who have no reason, it is the alpha iota sigma theta epsilon tau iota kappa omicron nu the other is the product of the reflective faculties, nu omicron epsilon tau iota kappa omicron nu, denoting judiciousness and human intellectuality. Therefore, an animal devoid of reasoning powers has in its inherent instinct an unerring faculty which is but that spark of the divine which lurks in every particle of inorganic matter, itself materialized spirit. In the Jewish Kabbalah, the second and the third chapters of Genesis are explained thus, when the second Adam is created out of the dust, matter has become so gross that it reigns supreme. Out of its lusts evolves woman, and Lilith has the best of spirit. The Lord God, walking in the garden in the cool of the day, the sunset of spirit, or divine light obscured by the shadows of matter, curses not only them who have committed the sin, but even the ground itself, and all living things, the tempting serpent matter above all. Who but the capitalists are able to explain this seeming act of injustice? How are we to understand this cursing of all created things, innocent of any crime? The allegory is evident. The curse inheres in matter itself. Henceforth, it is doomed to struggle against its own grossness for purification, the latent spark of divine spirit, though smothered, is still there, and its invincible attraction upward compels it to struggle in pain and labor to free itself. Logic shows us that as all matter had a common origin, it must have attributes in common, and as the vital and divine spark is in man's material body, so it must lurk in every subordinate species. 
The latent mentality which, in the lower kingdoms is recognized as semi-consciousness, consciousness and instinct, is largely subdued in man. Reason, the outgrowth of the physical brain, develops at the expense of instinct, the flickering reminiscence of a once divine omniscience, spirit. Reason, the badge of the sovereignty of physical man over all other physical organisms, is often put to shame by the instinct of an animal. As his brain is more perfect than that of any other creature, its emanations must naturally produce the highest results of mental action, but reason avails only for the consideration of material things, it is incapable of helping its possessor to a knowledge of spirit. In losing instinct, man loses his intuitional powers, which are the crown and ultimatum of instinct. Reason is the clumsy weapon of the scientists, intuition the unerring guide of the seer. Instinct teaches plant and animal their seasons for the procreation of their species, and guides the dumb brute to find his appropriate remedy in the hour of sickness. Reason, the pride of man, fails to check the propensities of his matter, and brooks no restraint upon the unlimited gratification of his senses. Far from leading him to be his own physician, its subtle sophistries lead him too often to his own destruction. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 13 Question, could we presume to think perhaps there will be a collection of instruments come forth, for instance, the substance of the blue sapphire, that when one will harmonize with the tonal effects of that color, will actually be in the same vibratory rate. Saint Germain, not only will it produce the exact quality of that perfection, but it will produce the color visible in the atmosphere and give the vibratory combination with it. Sound and color will become one and one will produce the other. Can you imagine the effects for a few moments of, say, seven instruments, each one representing a jewel producing that perfect quality which would produce its perfect color? Can you imagine that effect upon a group of mankind for 30 minutes? Then don't you see how it would be impossible for a destructive vibratory action to ever act within the compass of the walls in which this was produced. For instance, you take a building like the Shrine Auditorium, you would find you would qualify the walls of the building as a fixed focus of this vibratory action. It would not go outside those walls, but would produce that perfection within them. That is how we hold within a certain compass a certain vibratory action, then the full power of that would be held within the radiance of that building and within the radiance of the bodies that were within it. Therefore, you would produce exact results in every one of those bodies, because that would have no human resistance. It makes no difference what previously had been acting in that human body. When that vibration went forth, the other would be unable to act, and probably when it was finished, it would not be there to act. Therefore, you see how we are coming at very, very definite action that produces always the same mathematical results, because then outer conditions will not interfere with that vibratory action which is the power governing. Question, how about using jewels for healing? Saint Germain, you see, that would be the concentrated focus of this power which we are speaking of. That would be, for the sake of explanation, shall we say in case of emergency that would hold the powerful, concentrated focus. Now then, please understand this, then we must stop, in this vibratory action of which we are speaking, it would be impossible, no matter what the vibratory action had previously been within that human form, to produce a discordant thing there within it. This is the point I want you to get and hold in your mind. Therefore, 
It is not a matter of how much attunement that physical body has in itself, but this would compel the attunement and sustain it. Now we are getting at the demand of the cosmic light. You see? That is coming back into perfection, which the golden age represents. Beloved Saint Germain. Now let us go one more step. In all governmental offices, in all governmental requirements your amplifiers would be there in the room, where the vibratory action and tone color which would produce the harmonious results, could be released into that room from a given center at any time. Then don't you see how it would be impossible for injustice, imperfection, and selfishness to find action? Don't you see how then will come, not only with the effort of the individual, but through so-called mechanical means, of course step by step, far beyond our present state, that will produce the exact result for any given purpose. For instance, suppose one was to stand forth and give a discourse upon a given subject. Well, corresponding with this, the vibratory action and tone color would make the comprehension complete within individuals who were listening. You see how far-reaching it is? Through this interactivity of our radiation, which is producing a similar effect in a lesser degree because of the interference of human qualities, yet this would obviate the interference of any human quality because it could not act then. Question, are the jewels and musical instruments you speak of, the true interaction of the temples of healing, the temples of light and music? Saint Germain, this is going considerably beyond what has been utilized heretofore. Well, this will be quite similar to what is in use on Venus at this time. Now then, you will understand why Venus sent forth her assistance to the Earth. You will remember that an intimation was made that 70 people should be prepared to go to the Teton. If 70 people were prepared to give absolute obedience and hold absolute harmony within their feeling world, they could govern every condition within the government of the United States, or any other government of the world, for that matter, by the projection of these currents of energy into a given environment. You see, that is how powerfully the light would come into action. Question, you would have 10 of each color? Saint Germain, that would probably be varied by the requirements. But you see in the 70,000 year civilization why there were two governing each other manifestation, because this similar vibratory action was created without the instruments. Now for instance, in the globes of unfed light which I drew forth for the lightning of the building which was the capital, you see, that light contained the same action of which we are speaking now. It held the radiance so powerfully within the room that no inharmony would manifest within that radiance. Therefore, that was not nearly to the point where we are just speaking of now, but still, it did a tremendous work at that time in holding the harmony for the requirement. I thank you, each one, for that great harmony, happiness and attention, and may this ever remain a sacred moment in your lives henceforth. May this discussion release into outer manifestation the glory of all which we have discussed, and give you the incentive to hold such harmony within the feelings that these great wondrous things may come forth. I thank you, and our blessings from all of the great ones enfold you always. Lotus and Betty, you will find a great calm harmony taking possession of your atomic structures that will make it worlds easier for all that your hearts wish to do. Please accept that in its fullness, that its action may quickly take place so that you have time for some recreation. I thank you. Beloved Saint Germain.